Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. What would you do if you lost your house in a fire and the house wasn't insured? Marie is a rural liaison officer for the Salvos and she shares about a couple who are in that exact situation and how she's been able to help them and other people who've gone through some very severe times. But I, I think of um, a couple of families who had lost uh, everything uh, due to drought and then fire. Wow. And uh, we were involved with uh, uh, helping them immediately after something happens, but also long-term. So specifically, how did you help them immediately after? Well, there was paying of uh, some accounts that couldn't be handled, so losing everything um, in a fire, being able to provide people with, um, connect them to accommodation, connect them to uh, food and clothing, so distribute uh, funds that are raised to uh, to these people, yeah, and then ongoing to return, not just uh, to be involved in those critical early days, uh, but also following that, you know, follow up, visiting these people physically or phoning them, staying in contact with them. Yeah. What did they share with you when you went to see them? How good it was that someone was prepared to just turn up and listen. Really. And I think that um, that people care, uh, you know, that um, people are prepared to go to them. There's so many services I think of that are happening in the rural scene that, where uh, the farmers and small communities need to go, you know, to the bigger uh, regional areas in order to get some assistance. And how nice it is for rural chaplains to... Uh, just turn up on the properties, you know, where the people really are and uh, to to listen to them, to get a sense of where they're living and uh, what they're, you know, what they're coping with. Yeah. So I think that's been really very helpful for them. The family that you were talking about that lost everything in the fire. Yes. Um, when you went back to help them in an ongoing way with the emotional support, is yes. there any other way that you were helping them? Oh, yes. Uh um, helping them not only emotionally but also uh, financially, um, you know, in providing for them. When the fires happened here in Canberra area in um, the you know 2003, in 2007, 8, 9, uh, we were returning as a team of Salvation Army folk from headquarters in Canberra then being able to distribute then some funds that had been raised years before, but they were for things like, um, you know, white goods to go into their new homes, those that had returned to where the fires had destroyed their homes. Right. To know that the Salvation Army was still standing by them, you know, some eight, nine, ten years later, um, putting on a barbecue, welcoming, welcoming people to their new uh, community, transformed community. Uh, distributing plants to them, giving them donations of new plants to put in their gardens. Wow. Everything was just raw. It, it was, I think it's just this um, staying in touch long term yeah. and turning up and be prepared to listen and respond to whatever their needs might be. Did they rebuild or what happened with that, with losing the house? Was it covered? Well, some of them did rebuild right there where it happened on the edge of Canberra. Some um, families did rebuild. Um, others went elsewhere because it was too painful for them to rebuild on the same site. Did insurance cover them? Uh, for those who were insured, yes. 
for those who are insured, that's that sounds a bit scary. So there were mm. some that weren't insured. Mm. You're kidding. And what happened with them? Well, you know, there were lots of funds raised for folks to help them. Yeah. One particular family I know was very well supported by the local community and um, and by funds raised by, uh, you know, the fire appeals. The Salvos fire appeals? Yes, the Salvos have always had appeals when huge um, disasters are on. So Isn't it amazing how the public get behind and really lift up families? Oh, it is. It's amazing. You know, even this last week or so, watching the way in which um, our television stations are on the road, interviewing farmers and small communities, and how people are responding with um, uh, people in the cities especially are responding, but even folk in the rural communities are coming together and, and supporting each other in these desperate times. Have you met up with a farmer in the last couple of weeks? Uh, yes, I have. I and have. What was his story? Um, they've got no water. Um, they're trucking water, so having to pay for water is um, is difficult. Not wanting to leave the farm. We have people offering to give farmers a holiday, but these are critical times when they need to be there. If some have got stock, they need to protect their properties. Um, they, you know. Um, they need to keep up the water to what animals they might have. They they don't feel they can rest and relax in times when uh, there's there's this kind of disaster happening around them. And the other thing is to support people around them as well. They're part of a community. The family, you mean? Yes, yes. Was there much despair? Uh, they've been through this. This couple has been through, you know, difficult times before. But you know, they say they're so much older now. <laughs> And uh, this century, you know, in the last 18 years, it's just been pretty constant. There hasn't been a lot of relief for them. Yeah. And and I think not being able to afford to pay people to work on the farm alongside them, um, the older farmers really feel that, that their bodies uh, are coping with the continuous strain is very difficult for them. Yeah. What hope do you... Can you provide what? What can you say? You know. Well, we we turn up, yeah. we phone, we talk to people. Uh, I think the thing that they really appreciate is that we're prepared to listen to them, to hear their story, and not not write it off. Yeah. And every farm is different. You know, you can't just lob them into one group and say, "Oh, that's what's happening with the farmers." Yeah. Um, in small communities, it's um. They're all different. They, they've they all got their different financial strains and different relational stresses and their own personal health also plays a role. Emotional, physical health plays a role. And the farmer that you were talking about, that family, are they going okay or are they... Well, her husband has suffered long-term depression. Right. And um, he's of the old school. <laughs> we believe he should be able to pull himself out of it right? Um, and finds it difficult to talk to uh, others about it. Yeah, so for them specifically, what did the Salvos do? Uh, we were able to um, give water, get water provided. We've been able to give uh, tanks, a couple of tanks, Yeah. Um, because the ta- existing tanks were uh, just couldn't hold any water anyway. Uh, cards to buy food 
some fuel assistance, I pay for some telephone accounts and electricity accounts. Some of them, their electricity is huge. You know, it's a combination of things, but certainly the money that's given by the public is is certainly used to to help pay for accounts that are piling up and to ease the burden on them. They must have been so grateful. Yes, they are. They are. Wow. Mm. That's Marie, Rural Liaison Officer for the Salvos. The Salvos are there to help, so reach out if you need assistance. You don't have to go it alone. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.